This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, please give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. While you're at the website, check out the podcast page to listen to past shows and to subscribe via uh, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. So today I want to touch upon life insurance and how it plays a role in in a comprehensive financial plan even when you get into retirement. But before we roll into that, I first want to introduce my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you? It's great to be here. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, I'm doing good. I've had a good week. I've kept busy. I've stayed out of trouble, got a lot of work done. That's always a good thing, and uh, the family's doing well. How about you? How yeah. are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, you know, things are starting to at least pick uh, pick up on the economic side of things, and you know, getting some stuff done around still around the house and the lawn. And summer's upon us, so that's the good part. Yes, yes. Hopefully, things will get back to normal. And just this year has been oh, it's been a t- it's been a year, hasn't it? Yes, 2020 has certainly been very interesting, without a doubt. And yeah. we're not even halfway through the year yet. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the, the I think the term dumpster fire <laughs> is a good is yeah. a good way to describe 2020. I saw a really funny meme, Peter, that you know these memes online you yeah. see on Facebook and social media. Yeah, and it had a picture of uh, the doctor, the professor from Back to the Future, played by Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I think I've uh, seen this. Yeah, talking to uh, Marty, who's getting into the DeLorean, and he said, "Whatever you do, never set it for the year 2020." <laughs> yeah, exactly. No yeah. kidding. Well, if you had a time machine, you'd want to you'd want to take that ability. You'd want to program it so it could never go to the year 2020. Again, at least the first part of 2020. Let's hope the the second half we rebound from where for where there we've you been go. So See, far. there's some op- there's some optimism. <laughs> yeah. I already written off this year as a whole, but look at you. Well, you never know. Look what, at you thinking what, the last half of the year is going to be good. I love it. Yeah, we'll we'll be optimistic. I we won't promise anything though, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what are we going to talk about today? First, so you know we're going to talk about life insurance, and and I you know I'm the first. <laughs> I know. Look, our Tony, audience just <laughs> you said the word life insurance and everyone <laughs> fell asleep. Look, uh, I. I am the first to admit, Tony, that life insurance is not the most riveting topic to discuss. I get that. Um, <laughs> but I am going to say life insurance is it is one of the foundations to making sure that your financial, you know, your financial plan is secure. It's the bedrock of, of everything in a lot of ways at any age, whether you're just starting out or whether you're in retirement. And so, again, I know it's not all that exciting, but I think it is worth talking about because, we need to, you know, gauge how much insurance you might need, and is it going to uh, play a role in your overall financial picture? Um, and I want to make sure people have some basic understanding of how, you know, how life insurance works um, out in the wide world of the insurance field. Yeah, 
Well, I think a lot of people, life insurance is one of those things that uh, people think about, we hear about it, but I don't think a lot of people do understand it. And there are a lot, if people think they do, they have a lot of misconceptions. Isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, I see this all the time, Tony, right? When I'm working with people, they'll come in and meet with us and, and usually they might have some sort of life insurance, but they don't know what kind it is. They don't know how it works. And oftentimes they don't even know why they got it in the first place. And, and so just that tells me that there's not a lot of information or, or a lot of guidance um, about life insurance per se. And, and it apply, life insurance can apply to, to anyone, right? So a lot of times, most married folks are the ones that think about it the most, right? Because if you're married, you have dual incomes, you get life insurance to help protect the surviving spouse if something happens to you, you know, that income that's lost, which is also true in retirement, right? You could have a retired couple and, and the death of one of those spouses is going to blow a complete hole in their, their income because once someone passes away, there's going to be a reduction in social security or other streams of income might go down. So you know, you have folks that are married that think about life insurance, but also if you're single and you're you're providing financial support for a parent or a, a sibling with special needing needs, life insurance also plays a role there. So there's many areas where it's appropriate, but also making sure you understand what you you have or what you're getting into is important. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're nearing retirement, uh, you know, you got to think about how your spouse's income would change if you passed away or if, what would happen if they passed away. I mean, the death of a loved one, it's never a pleasant thing for us to consider, but I know that avoiding this topic would have horrible consequences, right? Yeah, and I'll be blunt, Tony, right? Death sucks. There's no there's no two ways yeah. about it. And, and yeah. people don't generally like to talk about it, right? We as humans tend to avoid conversations that are difficult to have, even if they're important. Additionally, yep. you compound that with the fact that people don't often know where to start having a conversation about life insurance, right? How much do you need? Uh, how much coverage do you need? What's the right type for their situation? Um, you know, those uncertainties on top of a difficult topic make people avoid the topic completely. Yeah, that's true. So now uh, maybe now is a good time to illuminate what insurance really is. Explain life insurance a little bit more to us. Yeah. So if we boil it down to its simplest form, right? So uh, insurance is, uh, at its basic level, it's a policy, it's a contract between you and, and a life insurance uh, company. Essentially, what that contract does, it lines outlines that upon the death of the person that's insured, the insurance company is going to provide a lump sum payment to the beneficiaries, the folks that you want that money to go to. Now, to get that benefit, you need to pay some sort of premium payment over a period of time. Typically, the individual's needs and goals are going to determine the right type of insurance as well as the right type of coverage. Right. And I think that's huge, obviously. Uh, and you want to find out the right type of coverage and what you need. I think it's more important than people realize, uh, mm -hmm. life insurance. Uh, and there are different types of life insurance, right? Yeah, Tony, there are two distinct types of life insurance, uh, term life insurance and permanent life insurance. Term life insurance typically provides uh, a protection for a very specific period of time, so 10, 20, 30 years. While permanent life insurance, uh, as it implies is lifetime coverage of an insurance benefit. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that makes sense. So tell us a little bit more about those two categories. 
Sure. Let's start with with term. It's uh, it's the simplest form, right? So the idea behind term insurance is to provide some sort of protection for a set amount of time. Like I said before, for a 10 year or 20 year or 30 year period of time, the premium payment is typically is going to stay the same over that whole period. So you take out a 30 year term and it's $500 a year for that insurance. You're going to pay that 500 every year for 30 years. It's never going to change. When the policy comes to an end after 30 years, uh, you no longer pay uh, premiums, but there's also no longer any coverage. Um, so it has, again, as the name implies, it has a set term that the coverage is going to last for. Generally, term life insurance is going to be less expensive than the permanent life insurance. Yeah. So, and I think that this is interesting and we could get lost in the weeds here, but it seems to me that term insurance would be a good choice for some individuals, but not everybody, right? So, yeah, I mean, generally term insurance is going to be a good option for those that need to replace some lost income during their working years. It's meant to act as a safety net for your family and the beneficiaries that it's, uh, that you've deemed in your, your insurance policy. So, it's going to take care of financial obligations. So if you're middle-aged with children and a mortgage, the idea is that term lump sum term um, payment that's going to come from their term life policy is going to pay off the mortgage or maintain a business or make sure that there's funding there for the kids to go to college because your death, you know, obviously results in a loss of income, which is going to impact all those other obligations. So uh, it, it has appropriate for some individuals when they're looking just to make sure they, they fill that income gap that might happen or might occur from their death. Sure. Sure. And I, I think now would be a good time to let our listeners know. I know you usually have a special offer. You're willing to offer them a, a complimentary strategy session where they can come in. You'll talk to them about where they're at. Maybe look at if they have insurance, get a second opinion on what they have. Do they need it? Uh, should they change something uh, or uh, do they need insurance uh, and maybe don't have it? So um, I know you offer that complimentary consultation. Let our listeners know how they can set that up with you. Yeah, Tony, we do. We certainly offer the the complimentary consultation and, and life insurance is going to be part of that conversation because as I mentioned before, it, it does form the bedrock of, of a financial plan and financial security for your family. It's not the only thing we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about a number of different things, but insurance, again, is going to be one of the, the crucial pieces of that conversation. So if you want to start that conversation uh, about either uh, getting life insurance or seeing what you have currently and is it appropriate, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. We can set up a phone conversation or we can meet in person uh, or uh, meet in person or do it virtually, however you want to do it given the time. Um, and we can go from there and start exploring some of these concepts specifically with life insurance. Ah, sounds good. Sounds great. In fact, now uh, let's keep moving. And you've been talking about basically the life insurance basics and you defined life insurance and broke down some of these specifics uh, about term insurance. Um, now, I believe uh, we're going to turn our attention now to permanent life insurance. That's another type. Tell us more about that. Sure. So permanent life insurance is 
is insurance that's going to have a cash value to it uh, or some something that's called cash value. And we'll touch upon that in a second. But for most people, they've heard of whole life insurance. That's probably the most uh, um, recognized type of permanent insurance. But there's also universal life insurance, index universal life insurance policies. There's a whole host of them. The difference here versus term is that the premiums that you pay for in a cash uh, value insurance policy, they're going to be li- uh, very likely higher than a term policy. But there's a good reason for that because not only are you paying for the death benefit, um, you're also the extra money in the premium above and beyond is going to something called the cash value. And that cash value uh, has the potential to grow based on uh, well, however the insurance company has set that up. So it's a great way to to grow some cash that's also very likely going to be in a tax favorable solution. So uh, if you break things down with permanent you have whole and universal. If you mind, Tony, let's touch on universal first. Essentially, universal life insurance is tailored to provide some sort of lifetime coverage. What separates it from whole life is that universal life insurance are more flexible and gives the opportunity to raise or lower your premium payment um, over the course of your life. So if you have changes in income uh, or you know you, difficulty making a payment at a particular time, you have some flexibility there to uh, both increase, let's say it's a good time of, of income or decrease your payment as long as you can keep the policy alive. You know, the biggest benefit for universal life insurance is is when it comes to estate planning because oftentimes we can design them to preserve people's wealth and help make sure that wealth is transferred to the beneficiaries um, when unfortunately the time comes for that transfer to take place. Right. Right. And so uh, that I appreciate you explaining this because uh, I know a lot of people get confused. So uh, how can a universal life insurance policy transfer wealth? So depending on the design of the, the universal life policy, right, so some may be focused on providing both death coverage uh, and building cash value, while others focus on per- providing a guaranteed death benefit. So uh, obviously you need to make sure you sit down with a, uh, a financial professional to make sure that we're designing, that you're designing a, a plan utilizing universal life that's going to fit the right needs for you. Right. Everybody's situation is different. Exactly. So yep. uh, not every policy is going to be right for everyone. Um, what about whole life insurance? You said, I know that's a popular one. What is it all about, though? Yeah, most people are familiar with at least the the term whole life, right? So as the name implies, whole life insurance is designed to give lifetime coverage. Because of this, whole life policies usually have a higher premium um, than a, a term life because it's covering for your whole life and they have to, they usually assume you're going to live to 95. Now, most people are not well, I hope you do, but most people aren't going to do that, but they have to account for that, right? So the premiums are going to be a bit higher than than uh, a term policy. Also here, the the annual or annual or the monthly premiums are going to be fixed for the, the rest of that uh, policy's lifetime. One of the benefits here with whole life is that, again, you go back to that cash value that's going to be created, which means it can function as a vehicle to accumulate some tax advantage cash over a, a particular uh, period of time. And for those, again, looking to secure wealth and transfer it to their beneficiaries, utilizing one of these uh, policies, obviously within the, the legal framework that exists, is a great way to do that. Yeah, and that's back to that wealth transfer idea again. It seems like accumulation would be a huge uh, perk or very valuable part of that policy then. 
Yeah, exactly, Tony. The accumulation element can be very valuable depending on your personal situation and and which insurance, uh, both company and also policy, you're gonna gonna follow. It's important to understand the pricing and premiums of these types of policies that we discuss. It's also important to know how they calculate these premiums. Well, and I've heard that there is a calculation that they use to determine what insurance costs, but. Uh, it, it always seems shrouded in mystery and subterfuge to me. So, Tony, insurance companies determine your premium payments. It's going to be based on a rate class, and usually that rate class is going to be based on your health. Uh, and these classes are, if you think about it, they're categories that are sorted by risk. Uh, and they don't affect the length or the amount of coverage. They only affect the premium. So factors like your overall health, family medical history, your lifestyle choices, if you smoke or not, tobacco use in general, these are all going to be used to determine what your premium is going to be. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm thinking about all this with all these different types of coverage and the different premium options. What's the right way to identify the right insurance plan for me or for yourself? Sure. So the, so the first step, Tony, is you're going to have to choose between term and permanent. That's going to depend on your situation and what you're hoping to achieve with the coverage. If you need it for a specific amount of time, like your working years, then term is going to be probably the direction you're going to want to go. Once you decide the the coverage type that suits your needs, the next step is consider your coverage amount. This can be a little tricky, right? Because it it isn't so much about what you need, but rather you have to think about those you're going to leave behind and what are they going to need at the time of your uh, untimely death. Again, a difficult concept and a difficult thing to think about, but you know, that's how we get to figuring out how much coverage you might need. Right. So how do we come up with the needed amount then? I know that's something you help your clients and people who you meet with, and that's something you can help our listeners with. Uh, is it as simple as replacing the deceased salary? Is that the amount you should set? Well, that's a good starting point, right? That's a good, you know, figuring how much at least income is going to be lost from from your untimely death. That's a good start. But you also have to start, th- you also have to consider, put it that way, medical bills, outstanding debt, potential college costs for children and grandchildren, the balance of your mortgage, all of those types of things have to go into it. So let's say, you know, you're going to forego your death is going to cause $300,000 in lost income over 20 years. Well, you have to then also consider some of the debt and other things that I just listed into that. And maybe 300000 is not the appropriate coverage amount. Maybe 600000 is because we need to account for lost income and dealing with some of the, the debts and other obligations that you're going to have down the road. So it isn't as simple as just taking a look at the the replacing the income. It's taking a look at the holistic picture of everything that may happen financially financially when someone passes away. Yeah, a good point. Now, uh, let's continue. I mean, you know, you've been talking about life insurance and you've defined some of the basics and talked about different types of insurance and uh, deciding when you might need life insurance, what kind. And again, it's, uh, you know, it's your personal situation. These are all key topics to address. Um, so if people know they should have life insurance, which is what you're saying, 
What's stopping some people from getting it? Because the percentages say a lot of people don't have the coverage they need. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, right? The the whole death conversation. But it also has to go, we've talked about this in other podcasts when it comes to saving for retirement, Tony, right? Getting life insurance means that you're going to sacrifice some income now, right? To paying for those premiums. And you're doing that for something later. And in this case, you're, you're sacrificing income now for something that likely you're never, hopefully, you're never going to use. And even if it is used, you're not going to see the benefit, right? So it's one of those things where you have to to put the needs of some other folks, your family above those of yourself, both now and in the future. And at the you know, risk of being redundant, life insurance is important at all ages. You know, if you're just starting out and you just have a family that you, you know, you're just starting a family, you're starting in a career, it's important then to make sure if something happens when you're young, your family isn't putting behind the eight ball. If you're middle age, for example, you want to make sure you have life insurance to service those debts in, in college and future retirement for your spouse or even down the road. In retirement, you want to make sure that you have life insurance to cover the cost of lost income for the death of either one of your spouse. So those are the things you have to take take a look at and account for. And additionally, Tony, think about life insurance can provide a, a really smart way to create some retirement income. When you purchase... Um, you're purchasing the usually an insurance policy with after-tax dollars, right? So if you have a, a whole life or a, uni, a universal policy, you're creating a cash value that at some point you know, you can tap into that cash value. You can either make a withdrawal or take a loan. Whenever you do that, that amount of money is going to be tax-free. And as long as you make sure the policy doesn't um, get surrendered in doing that, you've now been able to use some of that to either create income, a regular stream of income, or use it, for example, uh, we use a universal uh, policies to help fund college down the road because you have a pot of money that you can use tax-free to help your kid or your grandchildren go to college and you're not taking it out of a 529 or an IRA where there would be a, a tax consequence. Right. And that's huge. So I, I bet there are tax implications to life insurance as well, correct? <sighs> Um, yeah, there are some. That is correct. You know, before you reach the age of 59 and a half, you have some income tax-free distributions from a cash value, like I talked about, right? So if you take a, a distribution before 59 and a half from some of your other accounts, let's say an IRA or a 401k, you're going to get taxed on those and you may even pay a penalty. Here with life insurance, you're not going to deal with that. Um, you know, as you get along, as you move further along at age 62, let's say you start taking Social Security, Social Security gets taxed. That's a whole nother podcast, but Social Security, it gets taxed. And, and but if you're using life insurance, then that insurance amount is not going to impact the taxation of your Social Security. And even down the, the road, when let's say you're on Medicare and you still have some cash value uh, in your policy, any distributions from the life insurance policy is not going to have any effect on your Medicare, right? Because in Medicare, if you get to a certain level of income, your premium um, for Part B or some of the other parts are going to go up. So uh, the, the positive tax implication here from using a life insurance policy and thinking of it down the road for retirement is that that cash value can be used to supplement your income in, in a very tax favorable way. Well, you know what, Peter, we've certainly covered a lot of information about life insurance today. I mean, uh, you've crammed a lot in here and I can see the importance of it. 
Yeah, Tony, and I have. And again, this is the purpose of this podcast, right, is provide an overview insurance. There's a lot more that we could talk about and nuances that go into life insurance. But I want listeners to walk away from under, you know, from this podcast understanding that, one, life insurance is important. I know it's a difficult conversation and often can be a boring conversation, um, but there are a number of different ways to go about getting life insurance to fit your needs. Uh, and again, it's an important conversation to have. Um, so again, the the idea here is I hope I've given some given folks some basic concepts of how it works, and then we can have a conversation if you want uh, more about how to go about getting uh, insurance that's going to fit your family's needs specifically. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a great show, but as usual, the time has flown by. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time before we go how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, so if you want to start that conversation about life insurance, but also creating a holistic financial plan uh, for your family, both a retirement plan or just a plan how to save for college, what have you, um, I would give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. From there, we can set up an appointment to start that conversation and see how we can be of help to you all right sounds great and listeners that does it for today's episode of the ivy retirement podcast with our host peter laufenberg thanks tony thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next week thank you for listening to the ivy retirement podcast don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information please contact peter laufenberg at the ivy league advisory group Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.